When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Country music superstar Marin Morris rocks Meriwether Post Pavilion in Columbia, Maryland this Thursday night. We spoke about her biggest hits from My Church to Rich to the Middle, as well as her newest album, Humble Quest. Marin Morris, hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in DC. It's good to be here virtually. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you virtually. My wife's seen you at 930 Club and the Anthem around here. It's all operated by the same company, IMP, as as Meriwether. So uh, what do we got? We got Humble Quest Tour here, the name of the new album with your husband, Ryan Hurd, Circles Around Town. Is it mostly that or are we going to hear greatest hits? Um, It's a little bit of both. Um, it, I, I am playing a lot of the new record because it, we're touring this record. But um, yeah, I've got a lot of songs from my previous albums uh so yeah we, we play a, a good mix of everything awesome well whenever i have someone famous like yourself on i always love to tell our listeners how you got into this racket to begin with <laughs> i know you were born in arlington texas in what 1990 something like that what did you listen to uh when you were growing up did were you a big country fan of you know garth and all those people back then reba <laughs> yeah i think it was like late 90s by the time i really started getting into like modern country music, because uh, I grew up on a lot of, you know, like Dolly, Loretta, Hank Williams, Patsy Cline. Um, but uh, yeah, late 90s was sort of the, the like, the Chicks, Shania Twain, um, Faith Hill, Martina, like that era for me. So that's kind of when I like decided this is this is my these are my people. <laughs> these are my people uh, to quote a different country song. Uh, all right. Well, wh- how old were you actually when you started uh, writing songs? So, you know, when, when you made that mental shift from country fan to I'm going to actually start putting putting pen to paper. I think I wrote my first song like on guitar at 12. Um, so, yeah, that, that kind of kick started my love of songwriting and haven't really slowed down since. Um I mean, I'm not like the best guitar player by any means. I probably should be better at this point, but I just, I know enough to write to. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of when I first started really falling in love with the creation or the creative process. What was, could you throw out an early song title or two? You know, what, what's one of your, you know, your early babies that, that never even made an album or maybe it did, but. Oh my God. I mean, it was probably so cheeseball. Um, <laughs> I think it was called Living in the Moment. <laughs> that was the nice. first song. Um, I actually entered it into like a, a, a songwriting competition at my elementary school and I, I won first place. So maybe that gave me the, the confidence to continue doing this as a profession. 
All right. Living in the moment with all the elementary school kids were singing, living in. The <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. Cool. So then obviously, you know, you moved to Nashville, but um, it really wasn't until like your third studio album, Hero, in 2016. That was like the really big breakthrough. Um, what, tell, tell me about those early days sort of toiling away in Nashville before the big breakthrough. Um, yeah, I moved to Nashville almost 10 years ago and I just I didn't really know anyone. I just wanted to write with you know, whoever would write with me. And I was hustling and just trying to get into writing rooms and learn as much as I could because I, you know, I had written a bunch of songs prior to moving to Nashville, but Nashville is just such a different game. Like you, you co-write a lot. It's all about collaboration. Um, that's how I've met, you know, most of my friends now is through those like weird blind date co-writing rooms um but yeah that's that's kind of what I was doing for the first few years was just like being a student to the Nashville writing method and um but I I still to this day like believe that the best songwriters in the world live in Nashville Tennessee and whether you're writing country music or I mean there's it's a lot more than country like in Nashville I don't think people realize that it's a it's a really rich music culture and um so yeah it's it's just it's it's an amazing place to to kind of Put your roots down oh yeah nashville has exploded across all different genres um well very cool well of course then then the big breakthrough album we mentioned is is hero and i guess that that first lead kickoff single there that really made you famous was my church talk about you know how just that song is almost about your you know it's it's a spiritual sort of riff but it, you know it's finding salvation in music on that highway fn <laughs> yeah yeah, and I still get really emotional when I sing it in my shows because, you know, it's at the end of the day, um, if you strip away all the like touring, all the flash, all the like the glam, um, I do really feel like just driving around in my car, listening to whatever's on the radio and feeling just, you know, in, in the, the best terms, insignificant. Um, <laughs> Cause you just feel so anonymous in your car. Like no one's watching you. And that, I feel like that's such a freeing feeling. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my spiritual place is driving and listening to music. Well, speaking of driving, I'm sure you were driving an eighties Mercedes <laughs> was your other hit after that. Wait, talk about how sort of you were able to, you know, capture a, a whole generation of people, you know, our age, you know, 90s baby in an 80s Mercedes, you know, it, it, do you think your fans just sort of latched onto that and said, she's writing, she's writing about me and my life? <laughs> I mean, I didn't think that was a very worldly, uh, like ubiquitous, ubiquitous feeling. Like, I don't, <laughs> I just per personally liked the Mercedes in the 80s and it also rhymed. I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes we just do it because it rhymes. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like that's such a, I mean, to this day in my show, like such a fun song to sing. And um, yeah, I, I feel like generationally there's a lot of nineties babies in the crowd. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just funny to have a song so silly, like mean something to people. <laughs> and then you go from silly to, total heartbreak and i could use a love song on that same album to me do, do you think that's what country music does best is a song like that talking about you know you're almost like j a jaded heartbreak in that song i yeah i was jaded when i wrote the song um i was going through a really painful breakup that was the soundtrack to this record being made and um yeah i was not in a very loving 
space. So that song, I could use a love song, really was born out of me just going through this really bitter end. And, um, but like having some glimmer of hope that maybe someday I could find love and some relationship again and trust someone again. But um, yeah, I feel like that's why that song is so heart wrenching is because, you know, we've all been there. We've all gotten to the end of something that you thought was going to be that you thought was going to go the distance and then it just crumbles and you're like, why do people, why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we like put our, our hearts through this? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you captured it in that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And then uh, rounding it out on that album, the, the most fun on that album was was Rich. La da 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 dee dee da. <laughs> um, talk about how when, when you get on stage, is that one of the best moments where you get to go, shit (laughs) when you get to to just let the s word fly (laughs) yeah i think that's my calling card is like the word shit is in several of my songs um yeah it just feels really good off the tongue um just saying screaming shit at at a crowd and them screaming it back at you yeah every we all you give us license to all to all sing it well you mentioned um uh, uh, you know how Nashville is not just just country these days; it's all kinds of genres. And you proved it when when you recorded that uh, collab with Zed and Gray, "The Middle." It is one of the most catchy songs, probably of the last twenty five years. Uh, talk about how you think that song sort of helped you reach uh, maybe a new audience, a crossover audience, and and brought them into into maybe your country stuff too. Yeah, I mean, I I. I don't think any of us like Zed or myself could have predicted that that song would (laughs) go where it went. I mean, it it just went into the stratosphere and it was everywhere sort of overnight. And um, I, I remember going on tour, I was opening for Niall Horan um, right after the middle came out and we were touring um, not just the States, but we were touring in South America and uh, Australia and we would like hear the middle on the radio in Brazil and Argentina. And I was like, holy shit, like this, this song is so much bigger than country music. Like I've, I've just come from a very insular world and with pop music, it's just insane how worldly it is. It's just everywhere. And um, so, yeah, I think it did open my music up to like a new fan base uh, for those who hadn't you know, heard of me, they're like, who's this Mary Morris chick on this middle song? And then they go back and like go into my previous work. So I, yeah, it's really cool. I, I love the 
the, the borders coming down and genres and just people being able to enjoy good music for what it is and not worried about like what classification it's under. Um, so yeah, that, that song definitely changed uh, my life in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Changed a lot of lives and you, and all those new fans flooding in from other genres got to then check out your net, your next album, girl, talk about, you know, obviously it had the title song girl and then the bones, which is such a deep, great song, um, romance and love from a whole different angle in that song, uh, relationships, but talk about how, uh, you know, just, you think you'd evolve by the time you, you did that album. Um, I mean, I definitely had a little bit more credibility going into album two for me, just, you know, everything that happened in my first record with my church and eighties um, and the middle even was such a whirlwind. And I feel like with girl, it was just continuing that for that process. We never really slowed down honestly till COVID. Um, so I was going very hard for many years. And then, you know, when I started writing Humble Quest, it was like in the thick of us, you know, not being able to tour. So that was kind of the first record I could write in a really like unstressful place and not having to rush because there was just no expectation or deadline. So I feel like of all my records, Humble Quest is definitely um, at the most calming because it came from a place of like a lot of self-reflection. And, you know, I had my son at the beginning of 2020. So I was also kind of grappling with this new motherhood going into this record. Um, and yeah, so it, it was a lot of self-growth plus, you know, a pandemic. So um, yeah, but it's, it's some of my favorite music that I've written thus yeah. far. So yeah, sort of just final seconds then. You mentioned, you know, Humble Quest and that's what this tour is about. So let's wrap up full circle on that. Um, how much of a joy has it been to, you know, you're getting to write songs with your husband and, and you know, play with him, Ryan Hurd. You're writing songs like Hummingbird about, you know, you're, you're new, being a new mom, who you know, now he's a toddler. Um, and also with this whole family friendly vibe backstage, you're playing pickleball on tour. <laughs> uh, just is it, a, is it a fun family vibe with all of that coming to fruition? Yeah, I mean, my son is two now. He's on the road with me. Um, he's actually at the at the zoo right now. Um, but he, uh, yeah, it does feel very different from previous tours because now I've got my son out. Uh, we're headlining these like amphitheaters. It just feels really special to be able to bond with not just like my band who I've been close with for years, but also like the crew. And yeah, pickleball has been good, um, good team bonding. <laughs> <laughs> awesome well we'll let you get back to the pickleball uh again everyone it's Marin morris superstar coming to meriwether post pavilion in columbia maryland on august 4th so get your tickets now hey thanks so much for doing this yeah thank you we can't wait to come back and headline meriwether all right be well thanks Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.